We are just a couple of best friends who care far too much about The Bachelor and occasionally enjoy a full bottle of alcohol to themselves. Yes. And we've changed that wording because it was wine, but we've discovered that we're not consistent about wine. But we can get down with drinking at least once a week. Yeah. I mean, it's the Midwest (laughs) in the wintertime during 2020. What else is there to do? Yeah, you're totally right. The Midwest is, like, big on drinking. Why is that? I'm not sure, but I saw this tweet this week. I don't know if it was a tweet or if it was, like, a meme on Facebook or something, but it was someone had, like, has a cousin in California or something, and I guess, like, Blackout Wednesday is not a thing everywhere. It's just, like, specific to the Midwest slash, like, more western region of the country and it's just very on par with like weird these flyover states you know what's funny i have never participated in blackout wednesday i did i didn't in college and then i did a couple years like afterwards we never like commit to it fully just if we go out we go out yeah i well i think that's more of what it is for most people but i like don't have friends in my hometown like, I don't talk to anyone, so I... Yeah, I don't go to my hometown really that much, so whoops. <laughs> but what did, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Let's talk about that a little bit since we skipped out last week. That's our bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone, but we also needed to be with yes. our families. And I think we both traveled. Yeah, and we, this year, we both of us have moved farther away from our families yeah. than we've ever lived, so sorry, but also... Not that, sorry. Yeah, no, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I went back to Indianapolis. We had like a whirlwind. So, Tuesday night, we drive five hours halfway. Wednesday morning, we drive five hours the other halfway. Okay. By the way, Tuesday night driving was after the work day. Ugh. Yes. It's the worst. It It was a lot. So, where'd you guys like pit stop at? Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> okay, so uh, middle of nowhere. Yes. It was, we stayed at this place called the Radisson. I think it's kind of like a small city. Oh, yeah, those, I've heard of those. They're like, I think, I don't know if they're a step above or below like Holiday Inn. Yeah, it was pretty nice, honestly. So we could bring okay. Waffle in there, who's my cat. Um, so it, everything was good. Stayed there until Friday morning. Then we drove to Missouri, Columbia, and then Sunday morning, we drove back. So we spent an entire 18 hours in the car. Whoa, wait. So, and you went to Indiana and Missouri? Back to Nebraska, yes. Oh, no. What'd you do? We, um, we did, like, a Friendsgiving on Thursday with some people that we like already spend time with so no worries with like quarantine or anything like that um so that was really relaxing it was they live in milwaukee so it was only like 20 minutes from us um and then friday saturday sunday we went to indianapolis 
and just, like, did a little bit of, you know, Black Friday shopping, had some dinner with fam, and just chilled and hung out. So it was a really good weekend. Well, let's just move right along then in our um, layout here. So I, this week, am drinking a vodka cranberry, self-made, so I'm feeling good. Yay. That sounds good. Ooh. It is. That's so funny. I have vodka in my main fridge right now, my upstairs kitchen fridge. I was making, like, Mm. a pasta Mm -hmm. recipe. I'll have to give it to you. But I have... A red Zinfandel wine. Yes, you can't go wrong with a Zin. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's from that um, wine subscription I did a oh, while okay. back. So, yeah, like, I'm still nice. ripping through. I mean, I got six bottles. That's awesome. So I'm still ripping and that, through. Like, realistically, that'll last a while. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm drinking every night. Right. Like, it takes me way too long to finish a bottle. Like, it's probably not even good at that point, but... <laughs> who cares what do you think of this episode let's give like overview thoughts i yeah i really liked this episode i think we're finally getting into mm-hmm. like the meat of the season where especially this episode you're seeing like real personality you're seeing who these people are you like can recognize them by name without having like the little thing down in the corner so i thoroughly enjoyed this episode that's exactly this was the week that I was like oh I know who these guys are I have a good feeling about who the final four might be like I See, I still have no clue on that I oscillate between a couple of names but I like there are people I can like I could take out Ed like Ed will yeah, not be yeah. in the final four no no he won't <laughs> like just people like that or like Spencer who we all thought was going to be the villain night yeah. one and no one even knows who he is now like, people like that. But yeah. I thought this episode was really, really good. I feel like there are a lot of moments for us that I will be ranting about and being... Also, one thing I'm happy about, we need to just say this at the very top. Okay. We got one of our sober boys. We thought yes. we lost him. We thought we lost him with Presley, and we have Zach, I and know, I am just, thrilled. He's an angel. I... It took a minute, but he has grown on me, and I adore him. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We have yes, to start at the yes, beginning. Yes, we will get to that. Yeah. Okay. So, it starts, we see JoJo come on set with Taisha, and I don't think they really talked about, like, much in the 45 seconds they were on screen together. Um, but then it just cuts right into Chris talking to the boys in the house. He announces that, you know, as per usual, there's going to be three dates this week, um, but he's off... Uh, to bring his son to college. So JoJo will be taking the crown for the foreseeable future. And the guys go nuts. They, like, all park up because JoJo is the hottest bachelorette I think we've ever had. Yeah, she's definitely up there. I think Tasha might be giving her a run for her money, but they're both just, like, adorable. I love them both. Oh, yeah. So she, like, doesn't really do much in this. She just leaves... Um, notable mention to Noah, who <laughs> checks himself out in the mirror when she shows up. Uh, and she called him out. She's like, oh, you, you good over there? <laughs> Which, like, she never gets savage like that. No. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, but she leaves the first date card, which ends up being a one-on-one with Zach. And I forget specifically what it said, but he just, like, leaves right then and there to go meet Tasha. 
and they find out that they're going to be doing like a staged uh, wedding photo shoot, <sighs> which I it was super cute, but it sounds like you also had some conflicted feelings about it, as did I. Here's the thing. We ha- we've had these photo shoots a million times. Right. But they've always been group dates. Mm-hmm. With the one-on-one, it just feels a lot more intimate and less, like, playful. Yeah. And, like, also, taisha has been married before. A lot of these guys have been married before. It just feels like, uh, maybe a little too sensitive. Yeah, I honestly had the exact same thoughts. I, you could tell that... Tasha was stressed when the photographer who was giving me life, <laughs> by the way, um, when he asked, like, what does a wedding mean to you? That I mean, you could see it all over Tasha. Zach's face was just like, uh, do I have to answer this question? Because I don't fucking know what to say. But, like, and then when, Ta- when Tasha walked into the tent full of wedding gowns, I, like, could see the... The dress shopping PTSD all over her face. Like, oh, yeah. Ha- now having, like, gone through a wedding, it, I mean, intimate is the exact right word. It's just mm-hmm. in that moment when she walks out and he's seeing her in her dress for the first time, like, let's say at the end of this, he's, you know, the winner or whatever, whoever ends up being, if it's not him, but they no longer have that moment now. Yes. And it just doesn't seem fair. I completely agree with you, though I didn't think about that. Because, like, if... I mean, you've gone through a wedding. They don't get that first look Mm-mm. moment. No. Did you guys do a first look? We did it at the church. Oh. Yeah. And you want to know something that I thought of? Yeah. When I was watching this is, like, this date really showed me the difference between Claire and Tasha mm-hmm. because Claire would not have even entertained that date. No. Just like she didn't entertain the date when the guys had to answer, you know, lady parts questions. She wouldn't have it, so she canceled it. With Tasha, she wants to play the producer's game. Yeah. She's okay with that. So she's not going to stand up for herself and say I'm not comfortable with this. Right. And I'm not saying that that's like the wrong thing because she's probably thinking about like the longevity of her career in bachelor nation but also it is kind of like like you clearly were not okay you had extreme anxiety over this and it was kind of mean to make you do this date yeah i think it was not a well decided date because there's no way like like i'm sure she agreed to it but there's no way it was her like idea oh for sure and I just since you brought up Claire I just think it shows like how much more that Tasha understands like yes this is a journey and an experience for her but it's also like a job that she's getting paid to do yes and I you know props to Claire for being so independent in that way like we yeah. all faulted her for it but like let's be honest like yeah like she got a fiance and like didn't have to go through all the bullshit so She did what worked for her. Exactly. And so they do this whole thing. But circling back to that first look thing, I wrote down exactly what Zach said about her when he saw her in the wedding dress the first time. Because it was was gorgeous. He said, 
Beautiful isn't an accurate word to describe what I'm feeling. Another word will be created. He's so sweet. The fact that he came up with that on the fly. Yeah. Imagine the love letters he would oh. write her. He's a smooth <gasps> talker. Big time. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, and then that was when so they were good. sitting like on that little blanket for like the picnicky part. And he like leans in and whispers to her. He said something about like, you're just so breathtaking. I like can't look at you without looking away. Like, ugh. I know. He would be trouble. I know. He's perfect. He and he gets into a story about how, you know, he's a sober boy. And this guy goes in depth. Oh, my gosh. Like, I he loved every tells moment of it. it was the when he described the bank teller as his angel, mm-hmm. I was in tears. Yeah. Like, the amount of, like, humbling that probably brought him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, like, be in that situation. I don't know. I just, like, felt myself there, and I was like... And I just... Holy I shit. cannot put into words, like, how important it is that this is on, like, a mainstream media platform. Like, that it's gonna help break so many stigmas. It's going mm-hmm. to help people come to an understanding that addiction is not a choice nothing it is something that is a disease and I'm sure with his platform he's going to get from this he's going to you know run with it even more but it's it's just going to help so much and it makes me so happy well especially with this show too that's like really notorious for drinking a lot Maybe not so much now, but Bachelor in Paradise for Definitely. sure. Like, to have someone that is sober and, like, out about it is, like, so refreshing. And it should be noted that they did talk about some important movements happening in the last episode, but we didn't do an episode on that, clearly. So, um, we can always do another recap, but, like, they're really tackling real topics and I do think part of that, truthfully, was the media forcing them to. Right, but... It's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we went from that to kind of breaking back to the house where you can just feel the tension. Like, I mean, this happens every season Well, when the mm-hmm. numbers are dwindling down, but you can just, you can cut it with a knife. Um, but they get a group date letter... And the people on the date were Spencer, Ivan, Ed, Blake, Brendan, Riley, Damar, Ben, and then Bennett and Noah, of course. Because there's some not surprising tension happening there. There's a lot to say about that. Um, So they walk into this group date. Obviously, Bennett and Noah are, you know, begrudgingly annoyed that they're on the same date. Whatever. Um... And they show up, and there's just two naked models. One who's, like, 21 years old. The other's, yep. like, 50. <laughs> it's so weird. It was just, like, out of, like, immediately. Yeah. Just and, like, naked models. The guys are drained. Ed is, like, like, you can just see the tear on his face. <laughs> Blake is, like, I cannot get naked on this show again. I cannot do it. All of America was, like, you know what? Blake, you're right. 
None of us wanted to see you guys naked in the first place. Basically, they make them think they're gonna get naked and they don't. And it's more about like portraits and like expressing yourself through art. And yeah. I thought this date was really cool. I um, I just felt like we, it was, there was so much emotion. Yes. They turned it into something cool. I feel like the guys, yes, like if they weren't all into it, it would have been a terrible day, but they were. So it was probably one of the best group dates we've had so far. Definitely. So it starts out, the first round is, because there's like three segments to it. And so the first round is the guys have to do uh, charcoal drawings of these nude models. And um, there's kind of, it. they make it look like it's kind of like a, you know, hidden camera catch, but... Mm-hmm. Tasha goes up and I think Ed was sitting there maybe and goes, oh, hey, like, this is where I'm supposed to sit. He goes, oh, sorry. Okay, I'll move. And Noah is in the seat, the secondary seat at that desk. And then Bennett comes up and is like, oh, hey, man, I'm supposed to sit here. And uh, Noah's like, like, stop talking with me, man. Like, I'm tired of it. And Bennett's like, no, mm-hmm. no, seriously. Like, I, they, I was told this, which I don't know if I believe him or not, but that was definitely a power move of like, I'm going to sit next to Tasha. Sorry. So I approved of that. Um, like, kind of douchey, but as a woman, I think that would feel good. I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Here's the thing. It didn't seem like Tasha loved that. No. No, it She looks like she kind of is just, like, cringed by Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was maybe supposed to keep him around. Which is fine. I'm not mad about that. But I thought Noah handled this confrontation incredibly well. Because, like, if you think about it, everyone is just, like, ganging up on Noah (laughs) for no reason. Right. Like, he's definitely, I mean, I think he's the youngest one in the house. But he's just, like, kind of goofy and funny and, like, likes to have a good time. And they're all, like, robots almost. And think that he's a joke. But, I mean, obviously Tasha really enjoys spending time with him. He's super sweet. So, I think they're all just jealous, honestly. I a thousand percent agree. So, I thought Noah handled that incredibly well. Especially with just, like, the fact that there has been a lot of, like, talk about him before all of this. And then I did appreciate that, like, Bennett was standing up for himself. I yeah. just feel like this was maybe the beginning of the end for him. It, yeah. But anyway. Um, so the drawings that these guys did were unfortunate at best. Um, none of them are artistic, at least in the drawing world. So that was, that it was cute. It was really cute. It was entertaining. Blake, yeah. no, someone had to draw a penis. Someone had to. Well, so, if you remember correctly, they didn't draw the penis. That was in the clay portion of the evening. Oh. Where they were blindfolded and had to, um, they were instructed to be blindfolded and then clay up a image of what, of something that represents the time they spend with Tasha. And so every, each guy had, like, someone did pepperoni pizza because everyone loves pizza. A couple guys did hearts. Bennett talked about having, like, 12 houses. That was another, like, 
cringe moment for Tasha, I think. And I loved it. Blake just did this like seven inch dong and just like <laughs> blopped it on the table. Oh yeah. And so something he said in the last episode that I I have to talk about. I can't not talk okay. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm like best friends with all my exes. I would never say a mean thing about a girl. Like, I'm on good terms with all of them. We talk all the time. Which, like, red flag. Gigantic red flag. Like, sir, no girl... This is a PSA to basically anyone who dates anyone. You do not want a partner that is best friends with their ex. No, no, no. And especially, like... Like, I'm not down for it no matter what. But I can respect if you, like, run in the same friend group and have a civil relationship with them and you, like, encounter each other socially because, you know, overlapping circles. Oh, yeah. I mean, we went to a small school, Amanda. Like, we know. Yeah, we get it. There are circumstances. Yeah, it happens. But if you are with a man who refers to his exes as best friend level, there are issues. Or this might be controversial. Or a man who is consistently Snapchatting a lot of women, Mm. texting a lot of women, and they were, oh, yeah, we just dated for a couple of months. Yeah, that's not... He's still got his lines out. He's still fishing. He's still hoping to get a bite. So... Exactly. So down for that. But you know what? It was, like, so on brand for Blake. Yeah. Like, he said that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, he's just, he's, like, I think we talked about him before, like, he's that, like, guy that is friends with all the girls, and none of you actually date him except, like, one, and he's, like, kind of skeezy and makes weird jokes all the time, and he's just kind of weird to be around, but he's But you nice. keep him around yeah. for whatever reason. Because he makes you feel good. Basically, the next part of this date was like a self-portrait and they're not like physically drawing themselves they're it's like a representation of like who you are on the inside yeah which i did not expect them to go this hard oh my gosh Lindsay, this was i okay so like i've said before i started watching during uh caitlin bristow season i would venture to say this is the best episode i have seen on this series you know put together all of the branches of the show best episode i have seen this is up there i mean it's like i said before like i think the fact that the guys were all into it yeah was the defining factor and so like we have people like brendan who took the canvas created a frame out of it and basically talked about how he's trying to find someone to fill out the frame with him which, like, tears, tears. If, if a man ever said that to me, I would lose my mind. That's adorable. I loved, was it, uh, I always get the two mixed up. It wasn't Riley, Ivan. I Ugh. loved Ivan's. The puzzle piece. That was sweet. Ugh. And he, oh, he always does this thing. He gets Tasha involved. And he's like, put this puzzle piece in with me. Which, like, gold. Ugh. It was perfect, and um, 
we have Ben who had no idea what to do. Yeah. So then next up was Ben. And I wish we had seen, like, what his actual portrait was because it looked, like, kind of interesting. But he is last up, um, and right before he goes, he's like, I, hold on, like, I need to go grab something, like, just give me a second. And from the previews for the episode, like, you see kind of what's going to happen, but they don't give, obviously, any, like, information. And so he comes back in, and he's just in a robe comes to the middle of the room and drops it and is just, like, butt-ass naked. And initially, I was like, Ben, like, don't ruin this. Everyone has been so sentimental and sweet and genuine. Like, please do not make this a joke. Please do not, like, talk about how hot you are anything like that. And he nailed it. It was the perfect mix of, like, I'm nervous as hell So I'm going to make a big move just to overcome that. Like I said, mixed with just like heart. And then to find out later that he Mm -hmm. talks about how he struggled with an eating disorder for literally decades. It just, he, like to put himself out there, like his body out there like that. It just, he, he amazes me every episode. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. (laughs) We didn't know about the eating disorder until after. Right. So when this was all happening, my thought is, okay, appreciate that you are doing what Taisha asked and you're showing up. But I felt like it was, (laughs) to me, it felt like, Because we didn't know about the eating disorder, right? To me, I'm sitting there thinking, Ben, do you just not have a great story and you don't know what to do and you're just really trying to give a showstopper right now? (laughs) Because, like, yeah, it just didn't feel very classy. It just, like, that wasn't the vibe, you know? That wasn't... All the guys, you know, they're encouraging each other. They're, like, getting deep, whatever. And here's Ben, and he's, like, pulling a Bennett, putting on a robe. And then, and you know Bennett is just, like, fire coming out of his eyes. Like, he's so angry. Like, he's stealing my move. (laughs) I don't know. It just, he clearly was uncomfortable because he was covering himself up. He realized he was naked. I just... Here's what I wish. We would have known about the eating disorder beforehand. I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, it would have been a lot more meaningful in the moment if they had switched it. But I don't know. I just, I already, like, really liked Ben. And I was, I was definitely disappointed with him in the moment. But I thought that he, the way he, like, spoke during that time was, like, you could sense the nervousness just enough for it to not be like, okay, Ben, in in my opinion. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. He played it pretty well. Like, he didn't come across way too nervous that he couldn't speak, but he also was, mm-hmm. like, not timid. Right. He wasn't out there like, oh, here I am. Yes, exactly. It just, like I said, I wish I would have known about the eating disorder because now looking at everything, I'm like, wow, that was very bold of you. Like, like 
that was really cool. But in the moment, I was like, dude, no one asked. <laughs> and, you, and Tasha's face was just like, her life flashed before her eyes. She's like, oh my God, what is happening here? And then she, after this, she gets really emotional. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, and the, mm, you know what? This damn show, they made us think that she was crying for a different reason in all the promos. They did. I know. And it was for a good reason. I get why they did it. I get it. But uh, right. it was. They've got to keep us hugged. I know. It was really sweet, though. She was just like, I'm so overwhelmed by the kindness, like the fact that they're so into it. And I have to say, this group of guys is one of the best that we've had in a very long time. I know. I feel like I say that like every season, but truly they are. I still say that, like, I don't think any of them are, like, conventionally, like, the hot guy. Mm-hmm. But personality-wise, they are all winners. But that's why it's the best. Because, like... Ugh, I know. Let's be real here. Do you really want to be with a conventionally hot guy? No! no. There's always going to be a girl no. hitting on him. I don't want to deal with that. Mm, true. Yeah, you no. want... Not down for that. You want the steady handsome. You want the guy that is handsome his entire life. Mm, true 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 so then we move along to the evening portion which really was not that interesting it was just a lot of more like good vibes like i think everyone with the exception of like maybe noah and bennett had a really good day Mm -hmm. you could sense it and this is when we learn about the eating disorder this is when he tells tasha but there is something very notable that happens at the end which was an icon move it's a reason why we love Tasha so much she ends the date you know they're all sitting in the group they're scrunched in the two sofas that they have and she goes before we end Bennett Noah there's something going on between you two and I'm gonna get to the bottom of it and doesn't hug anyone just walks away and I love that she did not Because you know she was thinking about it all night. But Mm -hmm. I love that, unlike Claire, she did not take any time away from any of the other gentlemen to ask, like, what it was like in the house. She she was solely focused on whoever she was talking to and then clipped that on at the end just so they know. Which I love that she's making them Mm -hmm. stew. Yep. Because if you're involved in drama, you should be stewing. Mm -hmm. And she gave them every opportunity throughout the whole day to fix themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Noah clearly tried to, though. Yeah, honest. I will give him that. Yeah, Noah just, like, like... I think he was just like, what is the problem, dude? Like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to have a good time. Well, this is also when Bennett starts calling him young Noah, which, like... Like, points down for Bennett. Because, like, are you kidding me? That's incredibly mean. Like, can you imagine if someone 10 years older than you kept calling you, like, young Amanda, young Lindsay? Okay, so I have thoughts on this, but I'm going to save them all for Noah and Bennett's one-on-one date when we talk about that. Okay, let's get to the one-on-one with Easy. Because I feel like we could go on a rant about Bennett and Noah for a while. Yeah, so Easy. Uh... So to preface easy's date i think it should be mentioned that there was an article released today basically saying that 
the results of his allegations and like investigation for a sexual assault were quote inconclusive which yeah. is confusing regardless but it's it's a classic like he said she said she said that it happened he was confronted he said no it was all consensual so it basically comes down to like who do you believe yeah and that's why they and i which makes me think he goes really, really far. Obviously, we know he, that he doesn't. But I think there was a reason that he was kind of protected on the show a little bit. Because he did make it, like, decently far. And he got a one-on-one. So I think part of it is the protection, which is incredibly wrong. But, you know, yeah. this show has not had a great history of dealing with sexual assault. <laughs> so No, it hasn't. So I'm sure if... There is some substantial information out there, especially because he got a good amount of screen time. They were never going to, ABC was never going to release that under their domain, yeah. Umbrella. Yep. But, well, outside of that dark cloud, I thought this date was perfect for these two. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really fun. It was, again, one of, like, the coolest, like, maybe not coolest, but one of the, like, most unique dates I've seen on bachelor franchise like it was very just like realistic to what an actual date would be between two people who just started dating like just going to a haunted house and like having some scares having some laughs um i i do not believe that the resort is actually haunted so (laughs) i don't know about that but i thought it was really fun wait it is it's like you can look it up on the internet like i guess there are like claims that it's haunted i Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Big no for Amanda. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the date was really, really fun. It was perfect for Easy's personality, perfect for Tasha. Um, and they just like had a ball. But yeah. You know, they get to the end of the night and Easy well, I didn't realize this to be honest, but he was like really falling for her. Yeah, and he uh, he doesn't talk great when it comes to expressing emotions. Shocker. <laughs> Who would have thought? Just, like, based on his personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean. I've, I had to guess, not to type anyone, but he's likely a seven on the Enneagram, which means he is likely not great at handling emotions yeah. or even wanting emotions that are not happy. Yeah. Which is fine. We all got our things. Whatever. But. Yeah. Takes all kinds of kinds. So. Yes. But he then tells Tasha he is falling in love with her. And she crushes him. And it was so. So I knew. I knew. I watched tonight. Which we're recording Wednesday night. Because Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had seen that he got sent home. So, like, as he was just, like, pouring out his heart, I was like, oh, easy. Oh, no. Um, and you could just, like, as soon as she was like, unfortunately, nope. You could just, like, see the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately solidify. And it made me so sad when they were walking out. And he's like, Tasha, is this real? Like, oh, that was just so, like, oh, easy. I'm so sorry. I did, like, 
not sexual assault allegations aside, but this moment, I've just felt so horrible because I feel like it's so relatable. Like, you yeah. go on a couple of dates with someone and it's amazing, but it's like, it's a friend. And like, I just felt so bad because this has probably happened to him more than once in his life. Because he's the class yeah. clown. He is. And, you know, I don't think Tasha needs that. She's attracted to it, clearly with, you know, JPJ, but... Yeah, I was just about to say, she had that last summer. Like, yeah. it's, it's time to move on. And she's a pretty intuitive person. She's probably realized that, like, this just isn't sustainable long-term. Right. And I just, I felt bad for him, because you could tell, like... Just like you said, that wall immediately went up and he, like, it was over. It yeah. was, it was a, the switch of a flip. The flip of, it was the, it was the flip of a switch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Took you, how's that wine? <laughs> God, I'm almost done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So... We then, um, after the one-on-one date's over, we go back to the guys in the house, and I think it's the next day, you know, in the timeline of things, but they're all just kind of, you know, gathered in the the living room again, my favorite scene in every episode. Um, <laughs> Why don't they get more couches? Shoved onto the couches, <laughs> I don't know, but they, they need to invest in some, like, stock couches that they just take with them everywhere. <laughs> Um, but they're all, like, just in their cash clothes talking about how normally they would be ready for the cocktail hour, but they haven't heard anything, so they don't know what's happening, which clearly they have heard something, because if normally they're ready for the cocktail hour, then why aren't any of them in suits? But then jo- uh, JoJo rolls in, and she basically is like, yeah, we're still having it, but Tasha needs to talk with Noah and Bennett first, and mic drop, only one of you is staying. So then, this was just a lot. Um, they're getting ready. Noah's talking a big game about how he's not going to go down without a fight, pretty much. And we see Bennett wrapping a present, which I assumed was for Tasha. I find out it's not. And then it's basically just them, like, in their room, to- in a room together on couches, like, set up to have a conversation. Yeah, so the guys, you know, they go off and to do their own thing, Bennett and Noah. The rest of the guys are like, uh-oh, this, you know, this is a two-on-one. Like, it's clear that this yep. is a two-on-one yeah. at this point. And Bennett, this is when he, it made me very clear the type of person that Bennett is. So he hands Noah his gift, and it's a book um, about, like, the four characteristics of, you know, a self-aware man. That basically the gist of it. And Bennett starts explaining to Noah that he's younger than him and that, you know, he only possesses one of these four characteristics, and he's, quote, deficient in three of them. And Noah just lets him talk. Noah does not interrupt him, just lets him keep going. And this is a moment where I was like, you know what? I think, I really believe that Bennett did not understand how insulting this was. 
I truly believe that he thought he was doing Noah a service in this moment. Okay, so I think you and I are on the same page then. Because it, I mean, clearly to everyone watching, it was very much like Bennett. Back the hell off. But we all have to remember that Bennett is coming from a world that at least the majority of the people you and I know have no clue about. Mm -hmm. And I think in Bennett's world where having three houses and going to a boarding school and playing polo for sport is like just everyday life. I would imagine he grew up having a man in his life with a similar age gap that talked to him the way he's talking to Noah. And it was always meant in a supportive, like, this is how you grow up and become a man type way. Yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. And it, this is just clearly not Bennett's type of people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as much as we, any of us hate to say it, like, economic classes make a huge difference in the way you socialize. And Bennett's just, like, I mean, I don't know if he's, like, in the 1%, but he's in the, like, 5% at least is my guess. Yes. Or at least he acts like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this was a moment where I was like, okay, Bennett, you're not realizing that, like, I agree with you. I think Noah needs a little bit of humbling, and I think he does have growing up to do. That's, you know, he's young. I mean, I'm 24, so I'm young too, but the purposes of you know the show whatever what we've seen yes Noah needs humbling but the audience to give that to him is not Bennett no like and Noah also did not come on this show to find a mentor Ooh, that's a good point yeah he came in to make some buds I am not convinced that he came on to find a wife but that's neither here nor there in this situation but this the situation that is happening mm-hmm. on our screens at that moment is not what Noah came on this show to do. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, whether or not Noah just came to make buds or be on TV or whatever, he has, by what we've seen, kept his eye on the prize. Yes. Which is Tasha. And yes. it, to me, this showed a lack of maturity on kind of both of their parts. Bennett lacking self-awareness of like big time if someone needs to hear these lessons it needs to come from someone else no like regardless of how do I word this regardless of your intentions behind giving him that book he was not the right person to give it to him that's someone else in Noah's life that he trusts yeah and I think the thing about this whole interaction that bothered me the most was after Tasha came in And when they were discussing, like, previous conversations, Bennett was not listening to what Noah had to say. He was, let me rephrase that, Mm -hmm. he wasn't hearing what Noah had to say. He was listening to point out the details that Noah was getting wrong. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. just shows to me that Bennett didn't care what, what Noah was thinking, feeling, expressing. He just cared about being right. Exactly. And I do want to point out one thing, though, that Bennett said that I completely agreed with. Um, He brought up that Bennett has never initiated a conversation with Taysha 
about the other men. Claire has tried it. Like she tried with Dale and Bennett pretty quickly shut it down. No. Yeah, he was not there for that whatsoever. Yes. Noah, on the other hand, has. And I think Noah has handled his situation mostly pretty well. I don't know if he really needed to talk to Tasha about what was happening, but that was his choice. But I do agree with Bennett. Like, he has pretty much kept it, his conversations with Tasha to himself. And I, I do applaud him for that. It was, we didn't hear who's leaving. I think we know, though. Like, I think Bennett's gone. I think so, too. And honestly, after this, I don't know if he's going to do well on Paradise. He's not going to do well on Paradise because he is attractive, but, like, he has a lot of money, but I don't think he's going to socialize well with any of the people that are going to be on Paradise. I think if he is there, it's for entertainment, and he's not going to find love. No. I think he will a thousand percent find love outside of Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Because a million girls are going to want that money. Yeah. And he's fun. Like, he's charming. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, he was talking about, you know, his four, five, six vacation homes. Like, that's... No, you know what? No one is going to say that's not appealing. Are you no, kidding me? No, no. Like, I would when love he was talking about that, home. I was like, okay, Bennett, like, I see you. Like, Tayshia wasn't I, into it, but I was. <laughs> I know. But I think he'll be there for, like, entertainment and, like, kind of the JPJ. Yeah. When he went on. I mean, he ended up kind of finding love. But, like, I think he'll be there as, like, okay, we totally have to have Bennett. Yeah. I agree. I'm interested to see, like, more of his personality, too. Because I always, you always see, like, the real side of people in Paradise. I a thousand percent agree. Which is why we love Tasha so much. Because she is so level-headed. But yeah, that was, that was the episode. So, like we said throughout, it was a really, really good one. I think we're both really happy with the turns that this season has taken. Um, but... Like we say every time, as always, let us know if anything else happens so we can bring it up in our next episode. Um, you can get a hold of us whenever, wherever, anytime through our Instagram and Twitter, which is at BatchBatchBBY. Um, I know Lindsay does, usually I think, does live, live tweets during the episodes on Tuesdays this season. So check in on that. I tried to one <laughs> time and it was very overwhelming taking notes and tweeting so i do not do that anymore um <laughs> but my instagram handle is at a walsh 94 and Lindsay's is at Lindsay with an e underscore a n n h so make sure you subscribe and rate us we'd really appreciate that um we love when we can see like what you guys have written on apple podcasts so, so that's the best amanda and i text whenever we get a new one and we're like oh my gosh it's the best. So really appreciate that. Let us know what you think. Um, if you want to hear something specific from us, if you have thoughts and opinions, um, we'd love to have a conversation because this is our outlet to not have to think about real adult things, um, which we love. So be sure to get in contact with us. Um, that's all we've got, but we will go ahead and see you next time. Bye.